This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to your weekend, everybody. Time for another edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. we got the final four in New Orleans this weekend. You've got Mike and Carmen for the next hour as we talk sports gambling and a lot of basketball, both college and pro. And we had some fantastic basketball last night in the NBA. And in the NIT, what a thrilling finish as Xavier wins. Let's hope that continues for what uh, is turning out, Mike, to be a very blue blood weekend after all is said and done. It's Duke, it's Kansas, it's Villanova, it's North Carolina. 61 combined Final Fours for those four schools. The action wasn't terrific last Saturday and Sunday, but hey, it's college basketball. The tournament's been fun, and we made money for people on the odds couple. And that's what matters. Yeah, you guys, and hi, everybody. Hope everybody's having a a good uh, day, good evening. Whenever you're listening to us, you can get us on podcasts. Uh, Check out our Twitter feed, the whole ball of wax. But it's good to talk to everybody. You know what? I mean, there's times where I was just switching off the games if I didn't have any interest in them uh, because, uh, you know, the final eight was just subpar, in my opinion. That doesn't mean uh, that we weren't excited about the tournament. The tournament's had plenty of money gambled on it. And last week, I mean, Carm and – and Randy just uh, sweep the board. I end up going two and two, uh, thanking Randy for Kevin Na trying mm. to get my golf stuff together. That's been my downfall lately. Uh, the golfers have not been <laughs> doing what I want to do. Oh my God! It's more gut feeling than anything else that you do, but it kills three, four hours. And you know what? It's it's perfect for me. And then you know you got the tennis channel now. There's just so much going on. But yeah, you're right, Carm. I mean, as far as uh, the NCAA's are concerned, it's basically, you know, fallen in line from what it was supposed to be. There's been some shockers, no doubt about it, yeah. from Kentucky to Gonzaga, yeah. uh, but you got to like the teams that are in it and some uh, pedigree coaches, some have only won once. I mean, Jay Wright going against Bill Self, to oh. me, I like Jay Wright as a coach against Bill Self. We'll just see losing this kid more, you know. I'm hearing a lot of people talk about the 133 under. Yes. When you lose a guy like Moore, who's their assist guy and their points guy, their leading points guy, you're missing him on defense too, folks. So remember that, and this is more of a walk-down type of team now. They'll try to slow the game down, but Kansas has to also uh, cooperate, and I don't think they will. Yeah, Kansas, uh, by the way, a little money has come in here on Villanova. As that line, sure. as we tape the podcast now, that line's down to Kansas minus three and a half. Mike's right about the total. That thing keep that. I mean, that thing's been hammered down now to 132 and a half, and I think it's because, you know, the only they're way both very slow pattern teams. Well, so Villanova especially. Yes. I mean, they're outside the top three hundred in right. pace, and now they're they like lose three forty, right? Something. And now they lose one of their best players, Mike. So it really seems like the only way they're going to be able to do this. And and Jay Wright's a great coach, as you mentioned, is by slowing it down even more, playing methodical, playing good defense. It is a devastating blow to lose a kid like that, especially in the closing seconds of a regional final game like mm-hmm. that. For them to, to lose who is arguably their, their first or, or second best player. Um, there are two kids remaining, including 
Colin Gillespie from the title team, you know, Nova's last title team. That always helps. Jay Wright is 7-1 and one against the number when he goes head-to-head with Bill Self. 7-1, and one, pretty good. And the under has hit in six of Nova's last seven. So a lot of the trends here do say Villanova. I think there's a great correlation here. If you like Villanova, I think you also have to like the under. If you like Kansas... If you think they're just too good, too talented, and the Justin Moore injury is going to be too much for the Wildcats to overcome, I think then you look at the over, certainly. Yes. Um, some pretty strong correlations, if you ask me, in that in that Great first call game. on the over. That's what I'm going to end up taking in this game. I mean, you know, uh, you don't have to take it with me, folks. I'm just telling you what I'm going to do here because the NCAAs have been subpar for me. Uh, it's just like my bonus plays. I've been like 40, 44% the last uh, four or five weeks on Carmen and Yurko. So, I mean, you know what? I'm not exactly sizzling, but I will tell you this right now. Uh, America is taking the under in this game. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I said, when you miss a pedigree player like that, yeah. you're missing him defensively awesome. People don't stress that enough. He's an intimidating presence for them. He's the guy that makes the engine go on both ends of the court. But I still would not bet against Jay Wright. That's why I would probably take the total here. Yeah, I, I, betting against Jay Wright is a tough thing to do. I feel yeah. you on that. Well, he's a better coach than Self. And by the way, yeah. Bill Self did say this, Carm. He did say, uh, with the four teams that are left, we haven't proved anything. Hmm. They asked him about his legacy, and he goes, well, if you're going to talk about legacy, I'm the, I don't worry about that. But as a program, we basically need this hmm. because wow. they're always knocking on the door. But the other teams like Duke, Villanova, and North Carolina over the past 15 years, he said 20 years, have been more successful. Wow, that's interesting that yep. he's uh, admitting that going into the he weekend. He admitted it. Remy Martin's played great for Kansas. That's been huge. Abaji finally got going. It's a good uh, cognac, too. It's a very good cognac, isn't it? <laughs> Our, our friend, our, our friend, the late great Storm and Norm Van Leer, who Norm's birthday is today, by the way. Norm is an April Happy Fool's birthday, baby. Happy birthday, Norm. That's right. You know he's having one of those Remy Martins oh, up in heaven right now, go, Mike. He came down to Pappy Land more than once, and we used to drink uh, cognac together. The best. What a guy. And, boy, you want to get addicted to a, a booze? It's cognac. Stay off it, folks, and it rips your stomach up. That's uh, all I'm going to tell you. Yeah, but those, they've, they've played great. I mean, Kansas looks the part right now. Uh, they got, always do. Well, I mean, they're in—, in in theory, yes, I think like the second half they had against Miami, you know, it, it, it was almost like they found something, you know. Now they're playing a ten seed, and but uh, we, Mike and I still have well, you know, I didn't cover that Miami. game. I know, but I covered the money line. Thank right. God. Yes. So I got lucky, but see, once again, I said this last week, Carm. I said, boy, Kansas, show me. And you yeah. know what? They always they're hard to cover the number. That's all I know about them. And and, and he even admitted it with these comments. We got to show people now. They, That's it. They have the best adjusted efficiency margin of any team left in the tournament. Um, so Kansas is number one now uh, of the, all the teams left. And they have been a favorite in every game playing? of the postseason. I should know this. Where are they playing the Final Four? It's in New Orleans. Well, that's the dome then, right? Yeah, in the dome, exactly. You got the shooting background yes. now. I think you throw a lot of these numbers out when you're playing in the cavernous that's place. A good like that. point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had mentioned the handle and like just all the action on these games. I, I don't know where I heard it, Mike. If it was Paulie Howard, maybe, and, and mm-hmm. Mitch Moss, on mm-hmm. uh, oh, great guys, great guys, um, and they know their stuff. They do, and well, I think, they get a lot of good information given to them, but they get relay it to everybody. Right, good and stuff. and they're out in Vegas, and one of the bookmakers had told them. I think I heard that with the guys. Like one of the bookmakers had said that uh, might have been MGM. 
you know, the first weekend of the tournament alone doubles the Super Bowl hand. Right. Now you say, well, of course, there's 48 games, but I mean, that proposition bets. That goes to show you, Mike. I mean, like double the Super Bowl handle. But it's 48. It's it's a bunch of games against one. Right. Exactly. Because there's so much interest in this thing now, you know, and it's only. Um, it's only going to continue to go up and up, and the props, like you said, absolutely. But if you're playing for, if you're playing that many games, you should trump one game, like right. the Super Bowl, even, don't you think? Right. Yeah. No, I do. I I just think. I it mean, go- it's a huge thing. March Madness. Nobody even knows the players anymore. I remember a day when you knew players on every team that was in the tournament, whether it be Maravich, Mount, uh, Kelvin yeah. Murphy, uh, you know, J- uh, Jabbar, Walton. Mm-hmm. You knew everybody. Now. These guys here, I mean, it's money generated. It's gambling generated the final, I mean, uh, March Madness now more than ever. Right. Because people are betting on teams you never even heard. Name me a guy from St. Peter's. People can't name him now, and he just watched them. There's you just, know? Yeah, there's just so much interest. There's no there's star so much, power anymore. There's so much legalized gambling uh, now. Right. Yeah, that you're, this handle's going to continue to go up and up. And this is Who's been... the biggest star in the tournament right now? Probably Paulo Bancaro, I would think. And if you ask somebody who Paulo Bancaro is, they'll say he's a Latin singer. You know what I mean? I'm just telling you. I mean, seriously. <laughs> from, you, we've gone from Howard Porter and Bill Walton and Ernie D. Gregorio to Pablo Bacabo or whatever his name is. Paulo Bancaro. I think yeah. he's probably the biggest. Right, Merck? Would you agree, Merck? Is Bancaro probably? You know, he's at Duke. He's going to be a high draft pick. Oh, okay. You know, so <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> We're gonna get to that. Merck Duke. just said, "Who's pie?" No, no I know Merck knows. knows. We're gonna get to that Duke uh, North Carolina game too. The first time ever in the tournament, uh-huh. like it's incredible, and and we'll preview that game uh, as we go on today. Uh, today, we've got so much to do here because we still have. Uh, our buddy Luke Pergandy coming up to talk about what's happening at Prop Swap. We've got Jim Miller. There's a couple of big derby prep races yep. this weekend. And, uh, yeah, Duke is the favorite now to win the whole thing as we hit Final Four weekend at plus 150. Kansas is plus 180. Villanova still slightly ahead, a slightly shorter price than North Carolina at plus 475. And the Tar Heels mm-hmm. are at 5-1 to one rounding it out. So uh, there's some liability for the books, as I understand it, for a team like Duke. Because, believe it or not, you could have had them at longer odds just five, six weeks ago. We'll talk about that with Luke Pergandy when we come back. We'll see what's hot for the weekend and how people should be getting ready uh, to you know, jump in on the action and find some good tickets when the Final Four tips off tomorrow. So don't go anywhere, folks. We are coming right back inside the Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago and the ESPN Chicago app. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North with you each and every week. You can get us on the ESPN Chicago app. You can catch us 7-8 on ESPN 1000. Encore replay Saturday morning at 8 a.m. ahead of Connor McKnight and White Sox Weekly. Let's bring in one of our weekly guests in. He is one of the founding members of the fantastic PropSwap app and PropSwap.com. What a weekend for PropSwap it's going to be. Say hello to Luke Pergandy. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, Luke? How What's are up, you, buddy? Luke? Good. And uh, it's finally here. We got uh, next seven days. We got Final Four. We got two Final Four matchups. We got National Championship, and then we got the Masters. So <laughs> the you lose the light. You loved it. I mean, for the for what you guys do at Prop Swap, we've talked a lot about just how incredibly popular and lucrative golf has become. Uh, not only for you, but for people that are buying and selling tickets. Um, I mean, like this next week for you guys, this next ten days really is. 
it's kind of becoming your money time of year. It feels like Luke. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, when we started this website, we knew that college basketball would be very popular. Teams just go from long shots to favorites in the shortest amount of time compared to all the other major sports, you know, Cincinnati Bengals, it took them five months to go from 300 to one to go, arriving at Super Bowl plus 140, mm. as opposed to college basketball. These, you know, North Carolina was 100 to one three weeks ago, right? And here we are in, in the Final Four matchup. So um, it it makes sense. Um, but then you know we've talked about with Merck and and you and Mike about golf. Like golf is just it's the perfect buying and selling sport because it literally changes by the minute changes by the day um you know and golfers just it's so common for a golfer to go from 100 to 1 guy has a hot thursday and friday makes the cut and then just falls apart on saturday and you could be buying and selling on that opportunity and make a ton of cash yeah well i'll tell you change it by the minute we've had fun talking about the mvp of the nba oh yeah uh the greek freak i mean i actually know how to pronounce his last name now that's how great this guy is (laughs) i mean he should win i mean after what i saw him do even though Embiid, and i'm not taking any anything away from Embiid or even the joker but the joker's team isn't all that good i understand the reasons why plus he's in the west and then you got Embiid, who got I mean, basically dominated, as uh, as everybody does, by Giannis. And then last night against Brooklyn, uh, in front of everybody to see, he does it again. Unreal. Gets clutch free throws, plays both ends of the court. I mean, Luke, if I had an MB ticket now, and it looked like a month ago he might win it, but I said to everybody once they picked up Harden, it would hurt him, and it has, only because mm-hmm. they're not winning, and Harden is a ball hog, apparently, according to what Doc Rivers said last night. They asked why was it his bench uh, better. He said, well, because Harden took most of the shots. <laughs> so it looked like another shot like he gave to Simmons last year. So how are you looking at that? Should people sell the MB ticket, in your opinion? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point. I mean, Joel Embiid was minus money yep. uh, for the majority of, of the second half of the season. He turned to minus money around January, mm-hmm. uh, mid-January, and, and he's been minus money. It's about a week ago. Jokic is now minus money. He's <laughs> the favorite. Um, yeah, it's. It, I thought this race was done. And yep. now, to your point, from Giannis's past kind of seven days, uh, this thing is back open to, to a three-pony race for Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. Giannis is five to one. Yep, yep. At some sports books, um, he was ten to one. Guy, he was ten to one like forty-eight hours ago, guys. He so, wants so it. It's, it's a great point. He wants it, and he wants it more. Not that he wants it more than anybody else, but it seems like he just never stops. The guy. He's period. Incre- he's incredible. He hit that big three yeah. last night when they needed it. I mean, come on, and then yeah, he doesn't miss free throws. Yeah, he's improved his free throw percentage tremendously. Kudos to him. That that's just hard work in the gym. There's nothing else to. To solve that, but just going into the free throw line, just knocking it down day in, day out. So congrats to him on solving that part of his game. Um, yeah, it's it's a really good race. You know, I would say so. All of these guys could have been found at fifteen to one odds or higher. Jokic probably had the lowest odds of those three remaining. And Bede was thirty to one in in December. Um, so that those tickets can be flipped for a huge profit. Giannis was. I believe Giannis was forty to one a couple yep. of weeks ago. To Carm's point, he was ten to one, you know, three yep. days ago. Yes, he was. Um, so you know, all all three of these guys can be flipped for a huge profit. I profit. I always say, look, if you can sell something at minus money, and there's still games to be played, like do it. So if you have a Jokic ticket and you can sell that thing at minus odds right now, minus two hundred on props up, you're leaving such few dollars on the table. 
by selling that thing now with still you know another 15 games to go. I think that makes sense. Um, and as far as Final Four, Luke, are you guys noticing maybe um, in volume or in just uh, in, in appetite? Like, yeah, is it Duke? Is that the ticket people want? Is that the one that's available? Like, is there a team of the four that you know people are kind of clamoring for uh, on the app right now? Yeah, I would say Duke. We've seen the most dollars on. We sold a ticket at odd to plus one seventy on Duke. They're plus one fifty at FanDuel. Um, I mean, it's the best price in the world on Duke. Uh, that ticket would pay ten thousand five hundred dollars if Duke cuts down the Nets on Monday night. Uh, Sold a lot of Villanova. I think Villanova could beat Kansas. I really do. Um, we're selling odds uh, ticket at, at odds of five to one on Villanova. They got to win two games. Like they could. I, I don't really understand why they're such a dog. They could win that game. I get it. Kansas is probably more talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then North Carolina, I would say goes Duke, Nova, then North Carolina, then some Kansas. Okay, um, Kansas is just such low odds right now. They're down to like plus you know one fifty. Um, so I, I think Duke wins, and then I think Villanova wins. I really think they can pull it off. Um, so yeah, best price of the country on all four teams remaining. Though again, like you're buying from another gambler who got one of these teams earlier in the season, uh, so it gives these new buyers uh, an incredible price. PropSwap.com, the PropSwap app. Make sure you have it. It's a free app to use, so uh, get in on that. And next week for the Masters, and just imagine if Tiger does play. I mean, I, there's some buzz, uh, and Merck is always on top of the golf stuff, and Merck said the, the buzz amongst the golf writers is that at some point today, their sense is Tiger's going to say yay or nay, uh, but, man, if he does play, it's going to be just incredible uh, at Augusta next week. So enjoy the Final Four and the championship game, and then we'll be all over the Masters with you next week. All right, Luke? Definitely looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. There's Luke Pergandy. Oh, prop swaps. <laughs> follow uh, prop swap. Follow Luke at Luke Pergandy on all his social on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. I tried to stuff. tell everybody Harden would screw the pooch. He, you know, he, he gets too much credit. He's a regular season hero. A, a, a coin that I, uh, I mean, they've taken his game away. He can't blow by him. Well, and that's anymore. a that's a good point, Mike. Like he just he looks out of shape to me. He he can't. He's not conditioned. Yeah. He go. He stays out late. That I know. And guess what? He can't blow by anybody, and yeah. they took away. I mean, he did get mugged a couple times the other night. They didn't call it because remember the nonsense. He used to run as hard as he could into the defender and pretend he was putting up a shot. They took that rule away, and now it's hurt him. I mean, yeah. he was four for eighteen. It, Come on, and I'm with you. He does not look like he can get by no. athletic wings and athletic guards anymore, right? No. I mean, and and I think a lot of it is just because he's out of shape. His attitude is crummy for a, a big portion of the year. And he just looks out of shape. It, you it, gave up a top 10 lockdown defender because Doc made him a scapegoat. Now, Doc already with the comments last night. When they asked him specifically, they asked him, they said, what about the bench? Why didn't do what, Why didn't it do well? He goes, Harden took most of the shots, mm-hmm. right? That's a shot <laughs> because he didn't do well. And uh, he's had a couple games. He played well the other night uh, against uh, Brooklyn, I believe. But I've been watching. I'm going to tell you, you know what? The prop bets, Con. The mm-hmm. prop bets. I bet one. I, I forget who they were playing. Listen to this. Is there a possibility that the play, some player someday is going to be found out that he bet against himself, bet oh, with man. himself on a prop bet? I'll give you a perfect example. I'm not saying he did it. Wendell Carter the other night, I got him under 15 and a half. Okay? I think they, I forget who they were playing last week. About, about four or five days ago. He got 15 points, but here's the problem. 
He was having a great game. He had 15 points at the end of the third. Never played the fourth. Oof. Never played the fourth. Nothing about him being hurt. Never played the fourth. I won the bet. I won the bet. So I'm just saying someday. Boy, you hope not. But don't you? I'd always bet again. I'd always bet on myself. I would. You to know. go over. I'm starting to wonder if they should have like a special window for the NBA players if they're going to make bets on their teams at least or something like that where they can go because there's 360 players, right? Uh, there's about that, right? Well, three. I had Drummond last night. Yeah, about that. Yeah. I had Drummond last night for points, 10 and a half under. He had been scoring like at a 16, 17 point a game, but he's going against Lopez and and Giannis and he was setting high picks all night. So he ends up with four points in an overtime game. Yeah, how about that? That's I think be. the prop bet's easier to predict now more than the NBA because Dr- the guy's sitting out. Drummond's giving them good minutes, by the way. Oh, that he's was like been a great, right? I mean, he's giving them pretty good minutes. He had he's ten boards guy. last night. Yeah. He had trouble keeping up, though. Yeah, uh, I, I, I the the MVP race is just incredible. And I, I think he's the best I, player. I like I, the Joker, but I'm sorry. I think Giannis might be like I, I still think when Durant's fully healthy. I, I, I oh, think you might be right. Giannis might be the best player in the league yeah. at this point. I don't care if Durant's fully healthy or not. I think the guy... The He's guy just won- unbelievable. See, man. Durant, I don't care what anybody says. When he went to Golden State, he was one of many stars. This guy's went in with Connaughton, Drew Holiday, and and you know what? They've had injuries. Middleton oh, got had, thrown yeah, out of look. the game last night on a bogus double uh, flagrant two, and, and all he did was take over. Lopez has missed most of the year. Think Absolutely. about it. You know, Mid- Middleton's been hurt. Middleton's been hurt at times. He really is. So Giannis really is something, man. If you could take anybody right now, I'd take him. I, I think I would, too. Yes. If you're telling me. what's going to happen if you I don't want to hear about the fat-ass journalists that are voting fatigue. You wait till the end, but <laughs> come on. That you have voter fatigue over a guy of that excellence? He's just that good i know he's that good uh, that's crazy come all right on. when we come back we got to uh, hit the other final four game yep. we we broke down kansas and nova for you we're going to break down duke north carolina when we come back some other nba stuff uh for the weekend that we can talk about our best plays are still to come and ponies from jim miller there's uh, some big derby preps around the country this week so you're not going to want to miss that and it's opening weekend at hawthorne for the thoroughbred season so still lots to do it's uh, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco each and every week with you here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Follow us on Twitter. You can catch Mike at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Mike's always giving out great advice, always interacting with people. So uh, make sure you are sticking around, especially on the weekends for Mike's Twitter feed, because you get a lot of golfers on the weekends. We're going to talk about the Final Four game, the other one in a minute. But did you see the over-unders for some of the football teams? I did. I wanted to talk to you about that, too. And I figured if we don't do it this week, we definitely will next week. I just saw I I already put some over on uh, the Steelers, 7 half. I already put some money on that. (laughs) Did you really? Forget about it. (laughs) You want to talk about a gift. (laughs) (laughs) I My God, it. I love it. I'm going to send out right. an email to all the people that said he was a bust and and, and and issue a, a betting warning. 
that if you'd they're like going to go bet over. Me, I'm ready for you. Oh, it's going over seven and a half. <laughs> I love it. When does Tomlin? I don't care who he's got. He's got a better last. Well, he's good. Yeah, he's Tomlin. Big Ben averaged six yards a pass. Last big, year. big Ben was terrible. Last oh yes, he was. <laughs> he's been <laughs> terrible for about the last year and a half. And he still and makes the playoffs. He was. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Like so, Tomlin. I might bet the over just on Tomlin alone. He's never That's had right. a losing record, right? No, it's incredible. No. He's got a better quarterback. It's going to be fine. But anyway, we got some big, big. We got another. Final four game Mike, to go to. Mike, did you know that they had never played? Duke and North Carolina had never played in the tournament before. No. Neither did I. I would have thought they must have I was have shocked. Played. I thought they must have played 20 times. <laughs> That's what I was like. I it's... thought they played from Jaminski, from the years of Jaminski. <laughs> I thought they played with Billis. I thought they played with Hurley. Incredible. I thought they played with Leitner. I mean, I know you they they were always so hyped up, but you're right. I never knew that. Amazing. It's mm. Duke and North Carolina, two of the all-time great Blue Bloods. Boy, North Carolina's really uh, been in this position a lot here. What, I think three of the last six or seven tournaments they've been in the Final Four. Hubert Davis here for the first time as a head coach. Duke is a four-point favorite. Such a, a, a stark co- like contrast from that first game where we're talking about you know, especially Nova needing to sort of slow it down and play methodical. They play at a slow play, uh, pace anyway. The total in that game is 132.5. The total in the second game is 151. Um, and there could be some fireworks, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if this is a shootout between Duke and North Carolina. The Blue Devils are now number one in the country in adjusted offense. Their offensive efficiency numbers uh, throughout this tournament and really the last, you know, maybe three, four weeks have been absolutely incredible, Mike. Let me talk to people about what a lifetime Chicagoan is. <laughs> if you were born and raised like I was and lived in the city, you're a charter member of being a lifetime Chicagoan. So he's a li- he's a charter member? He's well, got a I was spot born in Ravenswood. I don't care if I moved two days later. Michael Jordan was born in Brooklyn, but everybody associates him with Carolina. Right. But there's different ways to be a lifetime Chicagoan. Jordan is one. Bobby Hull grew up, grew up in Moose Jaw. Ontario is a Chicagoan. But if you were born and raised here and your house was in a Ukrainian village and you went to Weber High School, you're a Chicagoan. Aren't you? Like he did spend his for the first like eighteen years of his life, years. his most formative years here. And let me ask you something: yeah. in the city limits, whether it's Butkus, Zorich, anybody, Keena Turner, who played for the 49ers, in the city limits, is he the greatest winner Chicago's ever produced? Mm. He has to be. Well, he's yeah. the number well, one he's coach got, of all gotta time. Be, he's got to be right. And nobody, and you know what? They should have a parade for the guy, right like, down I, the. Do we have a canyon of heroes? I don't well, think we do, but we should. I think we have a canyon of villains. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They should have a parade for the guy. Bring back the businesses. Let's go, Chicago. I'm Coach K. Who, I, I like that. Uh, who, His like house the, is going for 750000 the two flat he lived is in. Is that in right? Canyon Village. <laughs> I'm telling you, on Cortez. Uh, who's the best, like, Chicago It's got to be him. Who's the best Chicago athlete ever? Is it Buckus? It's got to be Buckus. Is it Isaiah? Well, you had Cassie Russell, you had Isaiah. Cassie Russell. Cassie Russell was a great player. Kirby Puckett was a great player. I think he's got to be. Lance Johnson. Yeah. It's got to be Buckus, though, right? That's Butkus. I think it's got to be he's, he's got awards named after him, but Coach yes. is the biggest winner of it. Yeah, he, he's the biggest winner. You're right Come about on. that. So what, like, what effect does that have here, or has it had, on None. the run to this point, and does it have through Final Four weekend. He's got an immensely talented team, Mike. He's got a bunch of lottery picks. Yep. And, like, now you've got this, okay, like, let's send Coach K out a, a winner one last hurrah. Do you think that has an impact on, on the weekend? Well, I'll tell you this. They're a young team. So they've played well. I gave them all the credit in the world. The pressure they've had hit on them. Um, 
you know, it looked there for a while that they weren't playing all that well later in the year, and then they got stronger. He, Coach K says it's the camaraderie. Uh, that's how he coaches. He doesn't panic. Um, I would lean North Carolina right now, but I like the under in this game. Mm, okay. I, 151, I would lean the under, just like I like the over. And I, It's a total, it might be a total weekend for me, although I'm leaning KU, I'm scared to take them. Mm. Uh I like the under in KU. I like, uh, I, I mean, excuse me, I like the over in KU and the under in the Duke game, 151. You're going oppo. Yeah, I like it, Mike. I kind of like I what you're thinking think on that. I just think that, you know what, there's going to be some defense played here. And when you shoot that many threes in a dome. Yeah, in a dome. It's a it's a bit it's a bigger problem. It's a good point. That's an excellent point. Why not take why I mean it could end up one forty six. I'm not saying they can't get one eighty because but I think Coach K he preaches defense, folks. They both do. And I gotta give Hubert Davis all the credit in the world. And people are doubting whether they can do it with it. Wait, he made it this far. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, give him he, credit he, in the world. Yeah, and he's got some talented kids. I mean, Caleb Love. But they've is always like, had talented Always. Kids. They're always going to have talented kids. You're right. And, and and they haven't. I don't think. I mean, he brought up, self-brought up the other teams, Villanova, Kansas, and Duke. I mean, Villanova, Duke, and uh, North Carolina that were better. He thought blue-chip teams than he has shown. So I give him credit for that. But I'd have North Carolina third. I'd have Villanova with Jay Wright and Duke over the last 10, 12 years. Hasn't Villanova made it to the Final Four more than once over the past 15 years? This is the third time in the yeah. last six years, right, that Jay Wright's yeah. in the Final I Four. I mean, come on. The last six tournaments, you know, because we mean, lost and, one. And, 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 you know, they've had Archie Diak, you know. I yep. guess he's got another one. He's, well, the brother. His brother's the brother. there. Yeah. He may play in this game yes. a little bit. Yes. They don't play many guys. You know they got five guys. I, heard. I think they t- t- bring me back to DePaul '79 with Mitchum, the, the music man, Gary Garlick, right? Clyde Bradshaw, Mark Aguirre. Come on! Last time we saw these teams on the court together was Coach K's last game at Cameron, and of course it was kind mm-hmm. of a, a shocking finish to that game. But I, I, you know, I went back they and could I could do it again. They could, and I rewatched that game. But here's what I'll say about it: Duke. I mean, under 12 minutes to play, Duke had a seven-point lead. Yeah. And then Carolina in the last 10 minutes just went nuts. Of the 80 minutes of basketball, though, that these two teams have but already played But they turned it around season, after that, Duke. They did. Well, I, I think, look, I think both teams used that. Yes, they did. To kind of propel them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, Coach K wasn't happy with the way they played down the stretch of that game. It certainly got Hubert Davis in North Carolina going. I think you're right, Mike. He apologized but, to the crowd. Yes. After that was supposed to, that was his last game at at, 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 at at Duke. At Cameron, yes. At Cameron, and uh, he apologized for their play. Yep. And it's just, he's got a way of sending messages. He doesn't panic, but I saw some prop bets here. Um, are they going to show, is he going to call oh, I saw this. a timeout before they, they show his wife? I'd say. But don't they show him walking in together to the stadium? Uh, that don't count? Is that in-game? I don't you know. know. That, I don't know how they do those, like what the the stipulations are on when. But I would think they show his wife before he calls. Absolutely, a unless yeah. they get off to a like you know maybe they don't. But I they always show him walking hand in hand. I can't imagine, right? Like something weird would have to happen where he's calling a timeout before they show a picture. Are they going to show Roy Williams more, more than than uh, Mrs. Shishetsky? That's another one. Ooh, who gets shown more? Uh, one, uh, Mickey is one thirty. To this one bet here, she's one plus one thirty to be shown. While the timeout is minus one seventy, they, they show her as soon as the before the game. Uh, starts. I would take I would take the plus one thirty on absolutely. On, yeah, I would, and I also would take Roy getting shown more than Mickey. 
That's yeah, I'm with right? you on that. They're going to show you on that. I feel like in what, maybe not the Elite Eight game, it might have been the Sweet 16. They I, showed him a lot. I think they showed him like seven times. I thought he was coaching. Again. I thought so too. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, is Roy back on the bench? Is he helping Hubert out? I was like, they're showing a lot of Roy oh, Williams for Fred Allowed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm with you. They show her. I mean, she's a great lady, and God bless them. I'd like to see him win. I don't know. I have no dog in the fight here except what I'm going to bet, and I'm probably going to go to total. So I'll probably root for him. I will say this. The two games they've played, 80 minutes, uh, Duke was clearly the better team for about 75% of those minutes. You know, and, and North Carolina, to their credit, didn't give in and just went nuts in the final 10, barely missed a shot in Cameron and, and, stunned, uh, and stunned Duke. But, man, Duke just seems like they have been the better team the first two games um, and was, you know what I got to say? There won't be 40 to 50 ex-Duke greats in the stands. Maybe they will be, but not all together in white T-shirts. Like they were. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. Like like you're the Bulls. Yeah. All right? I don't care how good you've been playing and good for DeRozan. The oh, 50. The new, 50's the new 30 or whatever. <laughs> um, but God bless them. But if you have all the 90s teams standing up there, in mm-hmm. T-shirts looking down, it's a little bit different mindset, no yeah. doubt. So I think they'll play loose. All right, when we come back, ponies with Jim Miller because we've got Jim some dirty preps, and we will give you our best plays and a few things on the NBA weekend for you, including an interesting nugget you might want to know about the Bulls ahead of tomorrow's game at home against the Miami Heat. So don't go anywhere. We are still uh, rolling along here. we got more to do, and we're coming right back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North. On ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6. With a replay Saturday morning at 8. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. On the Odds Couple, presented by Pop Swap, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, every week. And what a weekend it's going to be over at Apple because it is opening weekend for the thoroughbred season. We've got Final Four weekend. You can get into the Points Bet Sportsbook and uh, watch and wager there. Oh, and Derby Prep. So let's bring him in without further ado. He joins us every week, and he is truly one of the great handicappers in the uh, in the country. The expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse is Jim Miller. Jim Jimmy, what up? Gentlemen, we were back in the winter circle again last week. Epicenter went into the Louisiana Derby, and that horse is going to be a player in the Kentucky Derby. So we'll see how things unfold. But like you mentioned, Carm, opening weekend for Thoroughbreds this weekend, and entries filled really well. A boost in purses helps that, and three more Derby preps. Love that. Yeah, and how's the weather going to be for you guys this weekend? Uh, we got a pretty nice day today. It's going to be a little probably unseasonably cool, but good weather for racing this weekend? Yeah, cool doesn't really bother us. A little bit of rain maybe on Saturday. Sunday looks okay, but our track drains very well. We're not really looking to turf racing until Derby weekend, so we don't have to worry about anything on the turf the first month of the season. Mm. But I'll tell you, fields are really good. It's a nice mix of horses this year, and, and it's something that I'm really looking forward to. Jimmy, how are the payouts now compared to what they were 10, 15, 20 years ago? We know that in at Arlington, for instance, God bless, uh, they started going down. They, they faced competition from other racetracks. They had better payouts, more handicap situations. What What's the payout? Are they still conducive to what they were uh, 10, 15 years ago as far as percentage-wise? 
Sure. Yeah. Hawthorne's okay. And a couple of things that we've tried to do, I mean, everything really value wise comes with the size of the field. So a larger field definitely is going to help your value a little bit more. But the other thing that we've done is we've reduced takeouts on a lot of wagers. And that means it's more money back to the player. It's less money that comes off the top to Hawthorne because it is paramutual wagering. You're playing against everybody else. So when we take a little bit less, that means a little bit more money to all of the players. And that does help the value. And that's what players look for when they have so many options out there now, Mike. They want the value, and that's what we're looking to provide. Jimmy, uh, talk to us about the Derby preps real quick here. And I and yep. there's there's a Philly in one of them, right? Is is does Dwayne Lucas have a Philly yep. in one of these that uh, if she were to win, she's going to go uh, run in the Derby? Is that right? Yeah, Dwayne Lucas has a Philly in the Arkansas Derby, who has a big shot. And the thing about it, Carm, that's a horse that already has enough Kentucky Oaks points, so they can run in the Kentucky Oaks if they want. Mm. This is kind of his opportunity to take a shot to look at to see if he fits for the Kentucky Derby, if he fits in the Arkansas Derby. And when you run a Philly against the boys, people always say, oh, you never know. This is Dwayne Lucas. Lucas has won Kentucky Derbies in the past. He knows what he's doing. He's taking a shot at a race that's worth $1.2 million. So all the more power to him, and we'll see how the horse runs. All right, so what do we like for the weekend? couple of big races. Where are we going? All right, three Derby preps. We're going to start out at Turfway Park, race number 12. It's the Jeff Ruby Stakes. The aptly named two-horse, Stolen Base, with the baseball season coming up. We'll bet that one across the board. Then we'll go to the Arkansas Derby, race number 12. An interesting horse here is the Ford Doppelganger. The owners removed this horse from Bob Baffert, sent it to another trainer to try to get derby points. So Baffert no longer trains this horse, and that could be the key. So Doppelganger, the four-horse across the board. And then go to Gulfstream Park, race 14, the Florida Derby. Playing a 20-to-1 shot, the 9 O captain across the board. This is a horse that'll be flying late. Pick off as many horses as possible, and hopefully it's enough for a win. Oh, I love it. All right, so we're going to bet three derby prep races, three big ones, uh, and we're going to bet all these horses across the board, folks. So win, place, and show. Turfway, the 12th race, number two horse across the board. In the Arkansas Derby, that's the 12th race, the four horse across the board. And then at Gulfstream in the Florida Derby on Saturday, race 14, the nine horse, a 20-to-1 bomber. Let's do it across the board. Does that sound right, Jim? You got it, boys. Let's build up the bankroll for Hawthorne now. Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you next week, all right? All right. Good luck. There's Jim Jimmy! Miller. That's our guy. What a great guy. And, yeah, he uh, is. Let's have a good weekend there, and uh, hopefully we get a, a few more winners. He was back in the winner's circle last week. A couple other news and notes here before uh, we give you our best plays and we get out of here. What a Bulls game last night. I mean, I'm oh. telling you, the, the the finish in the Bucks game, Mike was talking about how great Giannis was, and he was in that Bucks nets game. He had a great finish in the NIT. He had a great finish in the Bulls game. Bulls were a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Clippers had a seven-point lead with like two-and-a-half to play. You had to feel pretty good about that. The Bulls ended up covering in overtime. One note for tomorrow when the Bulls are back on their home court against Miami. The Bulls improved last night to an NBA best 21-7 and against the spread as a home favorite last night. That's 75%. There's not another team in the NBA even at 70% in those situations. So no. Bulls have been a moneymaker at home as a home favorite. In fact, you got Detroit on the road that's been covering the spread a lot lately. They're that? playing better basketball. They did yesterday again. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, the Chicago Bulls, I said it on, on Twitter today, uh, DeRozan is a professional. Harden, Irving, they get the ink, okay? But there's nothing but trouble when it comes to them. Uh, and, and I look at DeRozan, it's complete shock. I, I don't want anybody t- telling me they knew this was going to no, happen. No way. I mean, he, he was for a while the leading contender with all these great players for MVP. 
I mean, for not just a week or two. He was going for a good month, month and a half. And last night, it gave a little bit of reinforcement. I know Levine's got a little bit of a sore knee right now, but we're going to be getting all our guys back. Uh, I, I don't think that a lot of people saying if they play the Celtics, they're, they're first round and out. Or if they play somebody, they may be out early. Take a, a slow roll on that. I think the Bulls could be. I wouldn't want to play the Bulls if they're healthy. I wouldn't. Boy, I mean, uh, it's you got be... you got Levine, DeRozan, and the guy downstairs. The thing that's the thing that sucks right now is their first round matchup is Philly, and they just don't have an answer for Embiid. Embiid's yeah, but Harden, them. I think, can be exposed. Maybe, maybe you're right. You can hunt Harden. I yeah. mean, you, it's Embiid. He's a one man show. Yeah, Luke just plays. Try to play as solid as you can. Do some double teams. I know Maxie is great. Don't get me wrong. They got a pretty good team there. Tobias Harris gets a lot of money. They got a good group. But I'm not saying that the the Bulls should raise the white flag and maybe lose that first round. Yeah. I think they're good enough. But I really do. What do you think tonight, Mike, in Milwaukee? Bucks had that thrilling win last night in mm-hmm. overtime. Clippers played an overtime game, really botched one, a game they should have won, botched one, played an overtime game here. Those two teams play in Milwaukee tonight. You talk about that quick turnaround. Bucks are an eight-point favorite. They're just 14-20 and 20 against the spread at home as a favorite this season, opposite of how good the Bulls have been. But it's interesting when you see those two teams like that, two quality teams playing like emotional will, will overtime games. Play? I don't know because Paul George is just back this week. That's will right. he play the second of a back-to-back? I'm not sure, but it'll be interesting to see how that one plays Isn't out tonight. Isn't it amazing that they both played uh, grueling games last night? Yeah. They may have the highest total. I know. They got a 231 total, right? Which means that defensive legs are tired. Which means that if I was going to make a play on this game, I wouldn't probably take the game because it's eight and a half. Yeah. I might take the over here because it's 231. Interesting. When you got, you got teams that are 217 tonight, 225, 229. You got two teams that played grueling games last night. Yeah. I think the legs are tired. They can still play the offensive game, and maybe they're a step slower on defense. I, I like, I'd probably take the over. I like that angle. It's a lot yep. harder to play defense when you're tired than it is offense. You're right. No, I no li- doubt. It's about heart. I like it's that. About, yeah. And you can. Get, you get lazier more on defense. Everybody wants the ball. Everybody wants to shoot on offense. Sure, it's harder Playing, to play D. Yeah. yeah, going against Paul George, if he does play like Randy said, I would probably go and lean the over. I kind of like more. that. All yep. right, what do we like for best plays this weekend, Mike? Well, I got one here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'll, I'll put two and one. I'm going to take uh, Kansas on the money line once minus 190 and the over in that game, uh, which right now is dropping as we speak. It's 132 and a half, Mike. I'll take the over, and I'm going to take Kansas at the uh, minus 190 right now with the money line. Most people seem to think Villanova, including my guy Luke, can, uh, can beat them. I think this might be Kansas's year. Yeah, they're awfully good. I'm with Mike on the over here, and we maybe are in the minority. It sure seems. Oh, I mean, yeah. look, this thing is getting pounded to the under. At 132 and a half, I'm going to go ahead and take that over with Mike. I like it. And I'm going to give you one more. I'll give you an NBA game tonight. Um, This is fabulous. Suns, Grizzlies. Phoenix has the longest winning streak in the NBA at nine. Memphis has the second longest winning streak in the NBA at six. They're hooking up tonight. I don't know how they've done it, but they're 19 and two, the Grizzlies, straight up without John Morant this season. 19 and two. Memphis is six and two against the number as a home dog this year, and they're a home dog catching seven and a half. I like that uh, tonight against the Suns. I know the Suns are great, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and back Memphis tonight. Cool. There's a couple of of plays for everybody. What about Randy? Randy, what do you like, buddy? Eric Musselman was on with Cap on Thursday and said, Duke is the best team he's seen all year. And he said last year they got knocked out by Baylor. They got knocked out by Duke. 
Duke's going to win the national championship, and Duke's going to cover against North Carolina. All right, Randy likes Yeah, Duke the only one the Randy had wrong, I think Randy had Miami, which was a good bet. Right. They went yeah. up at 10 to 1. Jeez. Yeah. It pays to listen to What About Randy, one of America's greatest segments. Of course it does. Yep. Thank you to Randy Merkin. Thanks to Tyler Aki, as always. And thank you to Jim Miller and Luke Pergandy. Everybody enjoy the Final Four, the national championship game. We'll be back next week talking about the Masters, and we'll have a lot on the start of the baseball season. Uh, we'll be one day in when Mike and I get back together with you next Friday, and we'll do a bunch of baseball's future, uh, baseball futures for 2022. So have a great weekend, Mikey. We'll talk to you next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.